Connect Buenos Aires is brought to you by JLL, Lendlease, and is powered by Unisu. Damien Katz talks to us about Israel, the startup nation. So, okay, Israel as the startup nation. First of all, let me introduce myself. This is Damien Katz. I'm one of the co-founders at Innovation Experience. Um, I don't know, you'll see a lot of things right now in my slide that, that define me. I'm the typical Syrian entrepreneur, also Jew, loves Israel. And one day we try to see how to connect all our passions through a, a, new, a new project. And we created Innovation Experience. What we mainly do is we do immersion programs in Israel to connect different types of universities, companies, uh, people with the Israeli ecosystem to know what's the Israeli mindset, how they innovate, how they create businesses, how they are trying to change the world by innovating in, in every single industry that you might find. And you will see that Israel is now top leader in fintech, health, agro, and also proptech. How can it be? That's what we are going to see right now. When we talk about Israel, really? Israel is an innovative country. Let me ask you one thing. Most people, when they are talked about Israel, the last thing they will think of is innovation, right? Maybe you'll think about a lot of Jews, right? Maybe you'll, you'll think about conflict, about religion, about Jesus walking in the river. But really, no, innovation here in a desert where there's nothing is this really a place for innovation to happen? But you know something? One thing I learned is that maybe it happens very much with my kids. When you really lack something, you really want it, okay? So in Israel, innovation comes from the lack of stuff, uh, not from the richness of having a lot of stuff, okay? Let's dive into Israel, okay? It's a really tiny, small country in the middle of the Middle East. Very tiny, very young nation. Okay, the Jews, we are around the world for 3,000 years, but Israel, just like, as a modern country, is only 70 years. The population is around 8, 9 million people. No natural resources, no, not at all. No land trade. I mean, we hope, yeah, but now you won't imagine a, a, an Israeli merchant trading with, a, with, with Syria. So it's, a, it's kind of difficult. And the geopolitical context, you know, that is not maybe the best in the world. So this context, is this really appropriate for innovation? But that's what we are talking about when something lacks that empowers what you have. And when there's so, okay, we need to dive in the Israeli mindset in order to know more about it. Like when you can't leave a place, when you need to survive, and when you need, and when you have such a big um, background in terms of academic institutions, education, uh, willingness, <laughs> to be a champion, I mean, you can't achieve anything that way. And that's why people are going now to Israel in order to see what's going on. And this is the result you see today. It's a certain nation, there's a famous book on that. Uh, we could talk about all the history of Israel as a big startup with different approaches, lean, uh, lean management, 
everything that you might find in every startup book, okay? But I won't call it a startup nation because that way it's very, di it's very difficult to enter and uh, understand the big, big difference that you will see in Israel. And instead of calling it the startup nation, let's call it for one second the impact nation. What does it mean to be an impact nation? It means that when you think of Israel as a living startup nation, R&D center for most of the most important companies in the world, you will see two very simple details almost in every, uh, in every technology in Israel. First of all, it solves a real problem. Like, it's not social media for people. It's very easy to understand what the problem is. And the second characteristic that you will find is that it's very easy to explain the approach for the technology to, to happen. For example, you will see here the PILCAM. The PILCAM is a, is a new type of colonoscopy that instead of doing what you know colonoscopy is, you just swallow a tiny pill inside. And that pill is not just a pill. You know what it is? It's a, it's a very sophisticated missile turned into a pill. You take out all the back part of the missile, keep the front, and turn into a pill that takes cam that take camera and films in uh, high definition live, just like that. And what problem it solves? It avoids all the problems related to colonoscopy. It's much safer, it's much cheaper, and everyone now wants to, to have a colonoscopy because it's super easy. And that impact can change the world. Look, and one more example. You all know about Waze. It used to take so much time to arrive from one place to the other, even though you had a GPS. But now we know that if everyone collaborates and says where you are situated right now, you will add information to the whole system and the GPS will calculate better which is the best way to get into one place. Rewalk. You know what Rewalk is? It's a company for handicapped people that, that gives them back the hope to be people that can walk through an exoskeleton, but still they gain again the possibility to stand up, to talk in the front. They, it gives them back uh, confidence. And now it's one of the most valued companies in Israel. And you will find the same type of examples in solar energy, fintech, 3D printing, AI, in every single industry. Israel is a top innovator around the world, even though in, in food, cherry tomato. And cherry tomato, you know what it is? Everyone will say, yeah, I know, you it's, it's, it's the same tomato that I would eat, but it's much smaller and much more expensive. That, that, that's the right answer, right? But you know what cherry tomato was, was all about? They wanted to solve a, a very specific problem in Israel that has to do with snacks for kids. They said, we are tired of seeing kids eating so many junk food, so let's do a new innovation for them to, to eat something new. And someone came out with the idea of the cherry tomato. Now it became like a you know, fancy food and that, but it all started because of solving a very specific problem that can change the world in terms of 
ch children eating healthier. And with a very easy to explain uh, solution, let's change the way the tomato grows and we will have a new snack for kids. Now let's dive in into the results. Let's see what makes the world call Israel the startup nation, okay? And it's not just a thing. Israel is top leading innovator. I mean, from one perspective, Silicon Valley is number one, from other perspective is number two, whatever. But every time you will talk with anyone in the innovation ecosystem about what are the leading countries in terms of innovation, he will answer Israel top three for sure, okay? So that's not just a thing being so small and only nine million people, okay? After US and China, Israel has the highest number of companies inside Nasdaq. I mean, it could be Canada, Germany, UK, but it's Israel. Why? Because it's all day generating new companies. You know something? Israel has now, in the, in the time I'm talking to you right now, Israel has around 8,500 startups uh, ongoing. I mean, and the number is real companies. So it's the highest number of startups per capita in the world. It's like one startup every 1,000 people. When you ask an Israeli kid what's his biggest dream in life, he will m mostly say something like, I want to have my own startup, make it grow, do an exit, and create another one. Like gossip magazines in Israel, they don't talk about film stars or movies or, or I don't know, whatever. They talk about entrepreneurs, if they receive funding, if they are doing an exit. So the culture in Israel is all day thinking about new companies, new startups, new developments, and people want to progress, want to develop themselves. There's a big culture on sending your kids to, to university, and not any, any career is not the same. Like in Israel, you, you gotta be either a scientist or an engineer. If you do something else, it will be like, eh, yeah, okay, but it's not being a scientist or an engineer, okay? Doctor is included, but it's not the same. So you'll find that it has the most scientists and engineers per cap in the world by far, also patents per cap by far. And, and that's not just a number. It creates a whole ecosystem that is every day creating new ideas, new companies, new developments, and, and that's why you call it the startup nation. Look at this. Israel has almost no inside market, I mean, Nine million people discount the number of kids, the number of ultra-Orthodox Jews, uh, very religious people. The inner market is super tiny. Why would a big company invest in Israel, open an office, hire people? They can't sell anything. I mean, for you to know, for example, there are no Starbucks in Israel, okay? And that's a clue of what you will see here. There are so many big companies in Israel, like uh, Forbes, uh, Forbes 500, more than half have an office in Israel. But Starbucks, no? Why? Because if you open an office in Israel to sell, ah, it's very difficult. But most of the big companies open an office in Israel to take the talent, to, learn, to, to develop new developments, new technologies, new products, and bring them to the world. So they have the, the, what it's called the R&D center. 
How they do it? Mostly there are two ways. Or they directly open an office and start hiring people. Or what they do is that they buy one, two, three startups in their same field and keep the entrepreneurs, make them become their new R&D in charge people. Okay? And that's how they start their R&D centers. And see how many there, there are. Up, for you to know something, Apple, any, uh, no one thought it would leave uh, Silicon Palo Alto, never. The first office they opened, Israel. Why? We need their talent. That's what they, what, what they said. And it's the same in every, in every single company. They go to Israel and they also you know, they do one more thing that might interest you. They have both the R&D center where they are thinking about, about new developments, new products, new things, uh, what's going to change the, the market. And on the other side, they also have a team. They call it, I don't know, let's say... GM Ventures, okay, for, I don't know if exactly is that, that, that's the, Philips has Philips Venture, for example, and they are all day, you know, doing scouting, what is scouting, screening, checking, checking out what are the new companies, the new startups in Israel, in order to see if they develop something that might work for them, buy their company, that's what the Israeli company is doing, it's an exit, keep the entrepreneurs, put them into their R&D center, and use their development to bring it into their markets all worldwide, okay? That's what we call in Israel the R&D center. Now, let's talk about keys to success. I mean, how did this all happen? And this story, I think, it illustrates exactly uh, the Israeli mindset and the Israeli history. You will see on one side Beersheba. Beersheba, like three years ago, used to be a desert. Almost nothing, almost no one. And um, there was this guy called Amnon Shashua. He was like, you know, those kids that are very interested into science, maths, stuff like that. And when he graduated from, from high school, he entered the, the army. Army in Israel is compulsory, okay? But army, for you to know, is not only battle, not only guns. I mean, it's important. There are a lot of developments that come from there. We all know we want peace for the world. But there's another area in the army that is intelligence, that is cybersecurity, that is working with computers. So he started working with different types of sensors, uh, uh, distances and stuff like that. So he took that idea from the, from the army. Then he had a PhD in, in physics, math and science. And he used all that he learned to create a company that would avoid traffic incidents in the world using, uh, using that technology he started to learn about in the army. Not only that, that technology became, you know, like the route for autonomous cars. So Intel, Intel, you know Intel, one of the biggest companies in the world, they thought like 20 years ago that the cell phone would be such a thing. So they lost the race in technology in that. And now they think that autonomous car is the next cell phone. So you know what they did? They bought Amnon Shashua's company, Mobileye, for $15 billion. The biggest exit in the history of Israel. When you think about something like that, you will imagine that now Amnon is in the beach, you know, like that, having a coffee, very relaxed, they see, no. You know what he did? He developed a new company, a new startup. Now it's not a startup. Orcam that develops glasses 
for blind people or for people who almost can't see. What? The glass is a fake glass. It has a small camera right here with a tiny computer that through artificial intelligence, face recognition, and you know, a little gadget here that talks to you like you are in front of, of Mariano. Hey, Mariano, how are you? And gives people, again, the hope to be like if they are seeing, reading a book, knowing in which street they are. So the important thing to know about Israel is not that it's only, it's not for the money. It's for the creation and creation of new companies. You finished one, you go for the next. The key for all this to happen is not individual peoples playing alone. No, you need a big macro experience that lets you go to where you need to get. And that's what we call an ecosystem. You need a government helping the entrepreneurs. You need an educational system teaching what the companies and what the, uh, what the society needs. You need the military to be sharing his knowledge, to be educating people. You need a culture that supports this. When you have that, you have an ecosystem. And when you have an ecosystem, the, the rate of growth is infinite. I mean, it can go wherever you want. And that's one of the keys for Israeli success. One more thing that is a key for Israeli success, let me put you into a quote. If it's good for the other guy, it's also good for me. That talks about the, the culture of the people. When you think of the other as both a, a, someone who lives around you, but also who can be your partner, even though he has no business related with you, you will think different on how to help him, how to give him, and how to think about him. But we came here to also talk about real estate and PropTech. And it's not different of what we talked. Just look at this. For example, Versheva, you remember that we talked city, desert, nothing in the middle of nothing? Okay. Now it's the capital on the, of the world in terms of cybersecurity. It has one of the most developed uh, tech parks in the world. And most of the, company, of the cyber companies in the world, they have an office there. They have a, a high-speed train. They, and all that development like happened from one, from one day to the other through technologies, through, through commitment, and also through thinking how to you know, uh, populate the desert. And it, and it combines both uh, real tools with you know, social tools, that it's very important to join them and, and to make them happen. It's very easy. What you call implementation is everything. It's almost everything, but you need good ideas, good people, and good implementation. When we talk about the startups maps in terms of PropTech, you will see in every single side of the industry a lot of companies, in every one. Property management, investment, crowdfunding, VR, AI, constructions, insurance, everything. And in everything, you will also find more than one company doing almost the same. Both for construction, for selling, for thinking, for, for designing. And, and that's because the, the ecosystem let's, has so much funding. Has so, uh, it's so culture-wise well seen what you're doing that you have a lot of possibilities to solve the same problem. Okay, same thing for Constage. You will see in inspection, in hands-on-site execution, you will see it in project management, in, in building. 
whatever. So many interesting companies changing the world in both areas. Let me give you one example. These guys inside, I truly love them. They are doing something incredible that they are revolutionizing the construction through artificial intelligence, machine vision, and combining, you know, using cameras, using computers, using uh, automating, automating processes. That way, they automate the whole process. They learn by doing, and they improve all the time without the need of so many people and, and, not, and not understanding the KPIs. All done by computers. That's something that will change the, the, the way we construct and the way we see real estate for the next, not, I, I don't know, five years, no at least uh, 50 years. It's incredible what they are doing. Using, for, and it's not very difficult from the technology of Mobileye, is combining existing technologies and understanding what your real problems are, you will find incredible solutions for uh, new developments that will transform both your industry and also the world. We could talk so much more about Israel startups, innovation, mindset, in new developments, R&D centers. But if you really want to know what's going on, let me invite you to come to Israel, check for yourselves, learn about the mindset, learn about the innovation, and take real ideas, real opportunities to bring to your own countries and make your own companies, your own professional experience to grow up and explode and change the world. Thank you so much.